Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Sports Garden Network Podcast. Your source for sports entertainment. Incredible sports wagering intelligence. Welcome, sports fans. This is Wagering Week. I'm Tom Barton. That's right. We are Wagering Week. Facebook and Twitter is how you get in touch with us. It's Sports Garden. G-A-R-T-E-N. Hashtag S-G-N. 855, the number 4, G-A-R-T-E-N. iTunes, iHeartRadio, any of our fine syndicated affiliates. That's where you can hear us. And you can listen to us every Sunday morning on over 100 radio stations across the country on WannaBet Weekend Edition. Guys, we have a big show today. I know everyone's starting to right now get into that football mode. Fantasy drafts are starting to kind of set their dates up. I know preseason football is here this week. We will get into that. Preseason football starts Thursday. We have a full slate of season one games. Hey, we've already had a football game. The Hall of Fame game already went down, and it went over incredibly. So we're going to get into that. We will get into Major League Baseball for sure. Major League Baseball, we have a lot of trends. I want to talk to you guys about failing teams, teams that are sliding in the wrong direction, teams that are really boosting themselves up in the right direction as well. We'll get into all that. But I want to start with college football. College football right now, depending on when you're listening to this, about 17 days or so away, a little bit more than two weeks, we'll say. A little bit more than two weeks away. And we had some pretty impactful college football news come down. And not only do I want to talk about that news, because, you know, look, you might say to yourself, Tom, it's not massive news in the grand scheme of things. But it is. And I want to explain to everybody how the market reacted to that news and how things went down because of that news. I think it's important for us to discuss things like that. So, We'll get into college football here just to talk about the big breaking news that went down. Then we will get into some preseason football and some Major League Baseball. But let's start here. And for those that don't know uh, what exactly went down, well, Wake Forest starting quarterback, Sam Hartman, was ruled out indefinitely with a non-football-related medical condition on Wednesday afternoon. Now, look, for us to sit back and talk about this, First, we have to lead it off and say we hope everything's great for Sam. We hope that he is well. We hope that the medical condition gets cleared. Of course, all of that, guys. That's an of course kind of thing. But from a sports betting perspective, we have to look at things differently. We have to look at things where we have to be almost cold-hearted here. So we have to look at Sam Hartman and say, okay, look, he's going to be out, they said, for quote-unquote an extended period of time because of a non-football-related issue. I'm not even going to speculate. You guys can speculate on your own what this might be, whatever it might be. Okay. Um, head coach Clawson said that he went down, he went underwent a medical procedure on Tuesday night after seeking medical attention 
during a workout earlier in the day, but it's not a football-related injury. He said he couldn't really go further into it because of privacy laws, and he said it's one of those things that happened to any one of us at any time. Again, speculate all you want, but whatever it was, it was, it was, it was pretty rough, right? Um, the good news is this. There is good news. Clawson did say he expects Hartman to come back this year. He doesn't know when. And look, you know, he went out to say Tuesday was a frustrating day. Um, Hartman even came out and said he was frustrated. He does look forward to attacking the rehabilitation process. He's appreciative of the support. You start to look at him and you start to say, okay, when can he possibly come back? Obviously, like I said, medically, we hope that he's fine. We hope he heals completely. We hope everything's great. He does have another year of eligibility remaining. So potentially he could come here in 2023 because he would have certainly been a draft pick. Um, Hartman said, and, and I'm sorry, Clawson said that Hartman will be back this year. He will be back this year. So all of that is is kind of good news. But the reality is, is that their starting quarterback will be out. And that's Wake Forest's starting quarterback. Last year, threw for 4,228 yards. That was seventh best in the country. 39 touchdowns, tied for fifth. Only 14 interceptions. He also had a 79.7 QBR, 12th overall in the country. He's fantastic, guys. He's a fantastic prospect. He has averaged 8.3, 8.1, 8.6 in the three years, basically, as a starter. Unbelievable. His numbers, his ratings have been fantastic. It was 148.6 last year, 138.7 the year before that, 138.1 the year before that. You look at how he kind of closed things out in the championship games and things. Look, Hartman, Hartman is not only vital to Wake Forest, but he is a prospect that was generally considered, uh, you know, in many, many circles, a first-round pick next year. Many circles. So... You look at a guy like Sam Hartman and you go, all right, well, maybe you didn't have Wake Forest in the playoff picture, right? And and deservedly so, I get it. But you start to look at him and say, okay, Wake Forest was a good team and he was going to be a good player. How many games will he miss is the conversation? How many games? Well, we don't know what the injury is. We don't know what he's going through. So it's hard to, to determine. So let's just go through the schedule here. They open up against VMI at Vanderbilt week two, Liberty week three at home, Clemson at home, at Florida State, then Army, Boston College at home, at Louisville, at North Carolina State, home against North Carolina, home against Syracuse, back to Duke. So that's the schedule. Vanderbilt is not a powerhouse by any stretch of the imagination. That is a tough game, though, without Sam Hartman week two. But they would be fit. They will still, without Sam Hartman, they'll be favored against VMI. They may still be favored against Vanderbilt. They'll be favored against Liberty. But none of them are, are lay. I mean, VMI is a layup. But none of, the, none of the other two, Vanderbilt and Liberty are not layup games. And then comes Clemson and at Florida State. Even Army and Boston College. I mean, look, I'm looking at this Wake Forest schedule. And before Sam Hartman went down, I'm going, okay, they're going to win VMI. They're going to win Vanderbilt. They're going to win Liberty. Probably lose to Clemson, but I give him a fighting shot there. So I got three and one. 
at Florida State. Look, I'm a little higher on Florida State than most people this year. I would have given them three and two. They'll beat Army, beat Boston College at home, which are two teams that certainly could upend them, right? But I, I have you know, five and two at Louisville. You could win that game, six and two. I think they lose to North Carolina State, but then they win at North Carolina, Syracuse, and at Duke. So I got them as a three-loss team. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I, I'm counting nine. With Sam Hartman, I got nine wins here. With Sam Hartman, I'm looking at the schedule. I'm saying nine wins. Maybe you pull it off against Clemson. Maybe you go to Doak and, and beat Florida State. Maybe you can catch that game against North Carolina State. But uh, there's a lot of also maybes on the other side. The Army game, they could lose. They could lose the Boston College game, um, even though they're at home. Maybe North Carolina has a much better season. At Louisville is a little tough. So I, I feel confident at nine wins. Can they get to 10? Sure. Can they get to eight? Yeah, absolutely. And that is with Sam Hartman. Now you look at the schedule and you go, okay, take him away. Take him away. I think they beat, well, they're definitely going to beat VMI. I think they beat Vanderbilt. I think they beat Liberty. But they're not beating Clemson or Florida State. So you got a three and two record. I think they lose to one of the two, either Army or Boston College without him. So I'll give them one win there. That's four. I think they lose... Both road games, Louisville, North Carolina State without him. I, I think they lose either to Syracuse, Duke, or North Carolina at the last week. So I'll give them two wins. So now, now all of a sudden, I'm at six. I'm at six wins, and I, I could probably go as like as low as four if you really want to take Sam Hartman out of this lineup. Because a lot of the reason why I was betting on them, or would have been betting on them, was because of Sam Hartman. So I go look at the odds, and we go take a peek at, at, at some of the odds here. You go, okay, wait a minute. Let's uh, let, let, let's take a look at what they were. Well, Clemson to win the AC. Because nobody's taking, look, nobody's taking Wake Forest to win the championship. It's just not happening. Clemson to win the ACC, though, minus 140. Pitt was plus 550. Miami plus 700. North Carolina State plus 900. North Carolina 1,200. Wake Forest 1,300. I, I mean, they're right there. I, it, that's to win the ACC. I think probably people with the understanding of who Sam Hartman was probably threw a couple bucks on that. I know for a fact people threw a couple bucks on him at about 150 or 200 to 1 to win the Heisman. Again, I don't think he's going to win it. Okay? But those tickets, they, they, they just magically go away, right? Those tickets are done. That's it. The one thing I want to talk about about how the books reacted, and this is really what the conversation is. Look, Sam Hartman, I would have mentioned it, but uh, you know, it's not a big enough team or a national player to lead off the show with. But I want to explain to sports betters how the market reacts. Every time you think that the sports books are beatable, kind of, they show you, you know what, we're going to take an edge back in our, in our favor. So just, just to kind of give you an idea. Sam Hartman was announced early... Thursday morning, right? Early Thursday morning. And here's what, what what went on. A lot of the books just pulled it down. They pulled the Wake Forest bet off the table for season win total. Now, they left Sam Hartman up at 200 to 1 Heisman odds. Yeah, you don't get your money back for that. Now, you, you, don't, you don't get your money back for that. But what happened? Well, it was 9 was the over-under earlier this summer. Then it went down to 8.5. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was 8.5. Still, you could get a nine, but you were play, you know, paying a premium at eight and a half, and still you were getting a nine. Eight and a half minus 165. 
is where it was. Then you could find a few eights out there at basically flat money, right? So you could find that if you really looked. What happened? Sam Hartman goes down. Everybody basically pulls it off the board. Now, there, I, I do know, and I read um, from people that, that I do follow online that some people were able to kind of get into the kiosks at you know, 9 a.m. or 6 a.m. Uh, you know, East Coast time, 9 a.m. Vegas time, get to some of the kiosks, make a couple of plays on the under, and, and people went, okay, here we go. We're going to go under. We're going to go un- under, sure. And people kind of ran to the books to the under. And then what happened was the books either pulled it off or they will kind of shut you out. They will. They, they, they have that right. So you have to be really, really smart, right? Well, you got to be really smart. Um, and you got to make sure that you do it the right way, right? You don't do it on your phone because they'll limit you. Oh, wait, he's a smart player. You don't walk up and let them see your face and you, oh, oh, wait, wait, uh, oh boy, it's Tom Barton. Here he is, it's Tom Barton. Yeah, yeah. Which is why most people don't know that I'm out there betting because I don't do that. The kiosks, they limit it to a certain point. Um, you know, you can, you, you don't even have to put big money in. Um, somebody that I know put 500 bucks and they pulled, pulled it off the board. So it does happen where you got limited, you got limited, so it was pulled off of his board. So it does happen, but understand what the books do in a spot. The books sometimes don't react as quickly as the players, but they surely make sure that they cover their butts. And they they go back and they go, okay, well, I don't think anybody got nine this week. Okay, so it was eight and a half. You got to go under the eight and a half. All right, it, it, it's a big money. It's a big number, right? Minus 165 was a big number. You, if you got the eight flat, well, great for you. But most people got the eight and a half at a decent number. Here's the thing, though. And this is what what I wanted to go into. I spoke about this on my Sunday show. And on One About Weekend Edition this week, I did touch on this. And I've touched on this a few times on various networks that I've been on. I've touched on this generally throughout my entire career. Don't try to overthink the books. Because sometimes you do get that value. Sometimes it's a great situation. Sometimes you, oh, man, great. Oh, awesome. I was there. I was there at 6 a.m., man. I made those bets. Sometimes that's fantastic. Sometimes it comes back to Bernie. Besides even getting limited overall, which you got to be very careful about the bets that you're making at, at, in this day and age. Besides getting limited overall and all that, what if Hartman comes back? What? What? Look, they said he's coming back. So let's just say, because the, the, the season doesn't even start. For, for them until September 1st. So, I mean, you're turning around. Whatever medical procedure it was, and I don't know, and you don't know, and nobody knows, right? Whatever medical procedure it was, you're still talking about 22 days before they got their first game in, right? 22 days. Let's say, let's just, let's just go out there and say he comes back after Florida State, okay? So VMI is a win. Vanderbilt, they pull it off. They beat Liberty. They lose to Clemson, lose to Florida State. They're three and two. Sam Hartman has now had, what would it be? It would be like 60 plus days. Okay, coming back for that Army game. And by the way, they have a bye week. So you know what? Let's even say he comes back for Boston College. Okay? Let's say Hartman comes back for Boston College because they have a, a, 
October 8th game against Army and then a bye week until October 22nd. Let's say he doesn't come back until October 22nd. That's a long time away, guys. Right? That's three months away. Let's say Hartman comes back three months from now. Three months. Comes back October 22nd. They only have three wins. Can they beat Boston College? Oh, emotional return at home for Sam Hartman. I'm giving him a win there. That's four. Can they beat Louisville or North Carolina State on the road? I'm going to give them one. I'm going to give them one. That's, that's, that's five. Can they beat North Carolina at home? Sure, that's six. Syracuse at home? Sure, that's seven. Duke on the road? Sure, that's eight. You just got to your eight. You, 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 so you tried to outthink the books. You tried to outthink the news. You just got to eight wins. If you're playing the eight flat, you're pushing. That's if he comes back in like three months. If the procedure keeps him out until October 22nd. Let's say he comes back a week early or two weeks earlier, a game earlier. He's back for Army. Emotional return at home. Give him that win, including the wins we just talked about. There's the nine you just lost. Trying to get cute. So this is a good example of, hey, getting out in front of the news is always value. Getting out in front of the news is always fantastic. But there's a lot of we don't knows here. We don't know. And I liken it to the same thing as the big story that's in the news for sports right now, and that's Deshaun Watson. I told everybody, do not go bet Deshaun Watson. Don't bet Cleveland. Don't touch that division until we know everything. And what happened? Inevitably, there was rumors the NFL was going after a full year. People bet it. Then Deshaun Watson only got six games, and people bet it. And then the rumor was, well, you know, Roger Goodell this week said, well, he thinks that there's evidence for a full year. Boom, people re-bet it. Why? Why are we consistently banging out and trying to get value when you're desperately reaching for value and desperately trying to outthink the market? Sometimes you outthink yourself. And the Sam Hartman thing, I believe, is that situation. Look, maybe you would have, maybe you're the guy that was like, look, I don't care if Sam Hartman's in there. I still don't think they're winning nine games. That, that, that's fine. That look, that's fine. I'm not even talking you out of that. I, I get it. I, I completely get that. But if you were making this bet strictly on the Sam Hartman news and strictly on, well, he's gonna miss some games, there's a lot of unknowns out there. First of all, they said he's coming back. I don't know if we can believe. But they said he's coming back. Second of all, the day after the procedure, he's perfectly fine. Out, you know, out meeting his 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 teammates and okay. He seemed very upbeat. It, it didn't. Nobody ever said season. Nobody has ever said anything like that. So that's number one. Number two, we don't know what the procedure is, guys. We don't know. We have no idea what the procedure is. Speculate all you want. Tell me you know a guy, a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy. No, 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 no. We flat out don't know. So what you're doing and what I've tried to teach everybody on my shows for, for more than a decade now, what you're doing is betting the unknown. The only reason sports bettors can make money in this business is because we have, well, basically, if you're intelligent about it, we have the advantage over the sports books. We have the advantage because we can bet when we want, how we want. We don't have to make bets. We don't have to go out there. And you're betting on information. If you're betting on information, you have the ball in your court. If you're betting on speculation, 
The ball's in the casino's court. If you're betting on hopes and dreams, it's in their court. If you're betting on maybes and possibilities, it's all in their court. Don't let them have the ball in their court, guys. The Sam Hartman news, just like the Deshaun Watson news, and it all ties in. I know so many people, so many people ran to the kiosks, ran to the windows, ran to their phone to type in when Deshaun Watson, oh, only six games, I'm bet Cleveland over. The line moved for them to win the Super Bowl. The line moved for them to win the AFC. The line moved for them to win the division. The line moved for their team total wins. Oh, that's it. He's only getting six games. Wait, 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 wait. Everyone's got to calm down. Everyone's, everyone's got to calm down here because the NFL still has the final say. And Roger Goodell came out this week and said, I think that there's evidence to suspend him for a full year. We know that the NFL offered him a plea deal saying, hey, take a full year and we won't come after you. So why would you bet on the six games? It's because you tried to outthink yourself. You tried to get cute. You tried to get ahead of the market. You, you, you tried to do something that was, and let's just be honest, foolhardy, stupid. It, it, was a, it was a bad bet. And the Sam Hartman running to the kiosk for Sam Hartman when we don't know too much, that's kind of a bad bet. Now, if you believe, again, if you believe that, you know, they were, they were a week nine win team anyway, so you kind of liked it and just, this re, just reinforced your thinking, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. If you think that Jacoby Brissett is going to lead Cleveland to the promised land and you don't care about Deshaun Watson, well, I'm fine with that. But if you're betting on news, you're betting on speculative news, you're betting on things that you don't know, you're putting the ball back in the court of them. You're giving them the massive advantage again. It's the same thing, like, you know, with blackjack, they say, you know, never take insurance with you. Hey, it may work out for you. Taking insurance, it might. But you ask any but real blackjack player, they're going to tell you, odds are, odds go into their favor. You might crush it on roulette when there's two greens, right? Two zeros on the board, you might crush it. You might win all the time. Oh, I win all the time. But the reality is if there was only one green on the board, the odds are better in your favor. So when you have information at your fingertips, the odds are going to be in your favor. Make sure you understand the information. Don't just play on it. Don't just bet on it. Trying to get out in front of the market has burned more sports bettors than you will even imagine. And I see it all the time. I see it from real, true 100% sports bettors that are making their living doing this, they still make that giant mistake because it's a reactionary. It's a human reaction. Oh, I know. Oh, I got to get down on this real quick. Oh, this is breaking information. I've always been the wait and see guy. Let me wait. Let me see. Let me get all the information at my fingertips and then I'll make a decision. And if that decision is, you know what? I, I, I missed out. I missed out on a, on a buying opportunity. Well, I didn't lose money. I just missed out on the chance to make money, which goes with my philosophy. I've said my entire career through my through my website and through my sports uh, site, I've said it my entire career. I would much rather have clients complaining that I didn't win them enough as opposed to I lost the money. All right, guys, let's take a quick timeout. Come on back. When we do get back, I'm going to talk a little bit about the preseason week one, and I want to get into a little bit of Major League Baseball as well. All that and more right after this, right here on Wagering Week. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. 
Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Now back to Wagering Week with Tom Barton. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. You're on. What are the odds? What are the odds? Well, I mentioned that the Browns' odds went all over the place after the Deshaun Watson news. As we sit today, the NFL still has the appeal process. But where we sit today, the odds have moved. The Super Bowl went from 33 to 1 down to 18 to 1. The AFC went down from 18 to 1 to 10 to 1. And to win the AFC North for the Cleveland Browns went from 4 to 1 to 2 to 1. That is, what are the odds? I got to tell you, I, I, I think it's crazy no matter what. Like, first of all, with a healthy Deshaun Watson, who was really betting them on the Super Bowl? He could talk to me about value all day long. I, even with a healthy Deshaun Watson, the guy hasn't had no playoff success. The guy's barely a 500 quarterback. Overall, yeah, I'm even at 18 to 1, it's not tempting enough for me. AFC, well, I mean, if you like him to win the Super Bowl or to win the AFC, just take him to win the Super Bowl because the NFC is so weak. So it went from 18 to 1 to 10 to 1. It's terrible, terrible odds. And then to win the AFC North, 4 to 1, you got to beat the Bengals, you got to beat the Ravens, and then it's down to 2 to 1. I mean, come on, guys. This is an overreaction if I've ever seen one. This is a complete and utter overreaction uh, to the Deshaun Watson news, who doesn't really matter. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Whether he's in there or not, they're, they're not winning the AFC or Super Bowl right now. I don't even think they got a shot at the division. If he, he's at least missing six games. So let's say J- Jacoby Brissett, you know, let, let, let's take a look. And let, let, I want to see the Browns' schedule. Let's say... Everything good happens to Jacoby Brissett here. Um, he's he's a very effective quarterback. Their running game is really what it is. So week one, Carolina, it's a coin flip. Week two, Jets at home, then Pittsburgh at home, then Atlanta on the road, then the Chargers and New England at home. That's at least six games. That's where we're looking at Deshaun Watson, right? So so here's the thing. I, I think you got to be nuts to take him for the for the Super Bowl at, at any odds, 33 to 1 or 18 to 1. It's just not enough. You got to go through Josh Allen, Mahomes, Herbert. That's just in the AFC. And then again, why would you take him for the AFC? With a healthy Deshaun Watson, their roster is not complete. With a healthy Deshaun Watson, they're still, they're not a Super Bowl team. It's a crazy statement. There's not a Super Bowl team. But people going for the wins total, people going for the division. Let's say they beat Carolina and the Jets, which would be a huge accomplishment for Jacoby Brissett. I don't think they're beating Pittsburgh in that spot. But okay, 3-0. They go to Atlanta, 4-0. They're not beating the Chargers and New England with Jacoby Brissett. I, I, I think you're getting out of this at 4-2 if you're happy. I, I mean, if everything breaks right, then you're going to Baltimore with or without Deshaun Watson losing that game. 4-3. and three. And Cincinnati? I I mean, I'll give him a win. I'll give him a win. Five and three. And you're by week. Miami, Buffalo, both on the road. I don't think you win either one of those games. I'll give you a split. 
That's six wins. You're not beating Tampa. You'll beat Houston on the road. That's seven wins. You're not beating Cincinnati on the road. Baltimore, all right, I'll give you one win there. That's eight. Then New Orleans, Washington, Pittsburgh. I mean, you're a nine-win team with with Deshaun Watson. You're a nine-win team on the upside. Can you squint and see 10 wins? I mean, maybe. Maybe. Probably not. Uh, but, but, I mean, come on. You know, these odds, I know that they're moving, and I know that I have to talk about them, and I know they will be reactionary, and I understand that people are going to go out there and bet a bit, but you shouldn't. No reason to go anywhere near this. There's, there's just no reason to go anywhere near any of this. Even with healthy Deshaun Watson, there was no reason to go near. Is 10 to 1 enough to get me to go on them for the AFC? No. Not at all. I mean, with a healthy Deshaun Watson, they're clearly behind Buffalo. They are, are absolutely clearly behind Kansas City. They're clearly behind the Chargers. They might be behind Denver. They might be behind the Raiders. They might be behind Indianapolis. They might be behind Tennessee. They might be behind the Ravens. They might be behind Cincinnati. You could argue that they're not even a top 10 team in the AFC with a healthy Deshaun Watson. Now you taking them out? People making bets on this? People people are running to the window for Jacoby Brissett, who's going to start at least six games? I mean, are we kidding here? Guys, come on. We got to do better. Be better. Be better than that. Speaking of be better, how about this for a PR nightmare? How about this for just an absolute devastating PR nightmare? I told you guys I was going to talk about preseason week one. Well, Mary Kay Cabot, who does, by the way, a fantastic job. Uh, she writes for the uh, a Browns beat writer for Cleveland.com and the uh, Plain Dealer. Mary Kay Cabot is reporting that the Browns would like to play Deshaun Watson versus the Jaguars Friday night in the preseason game. If he's not suspended indefinitely by then. <laughs> Look, I, I'm recording this and he, he's not indefinitely suspended and we're less than, and, you know, we're, we're about a day away. Right? I mean, we're about a day away here, guys, and he's not indefinitely suspended yet. Could you imagine? I mean, oh, boy. I, you know, you, you see that sick craziness coming out of, of me here. You, you start to, to see it. And I'm not a sick, crazy person, but there are times where I will drive by and I'll stop and, and, and watch the car wreck. I, I don't want to, but I just do. Uh, it, it, and this is kind of that time, right? Um. Could you imagine the ridiculousness, the absolute insanity that could come out of a situation that Deshaun Watson plays a preseason game on Friday night and then Monday morning is suspended for the year? (laughs) Could you even imagine what is wrong with Cleveland? I I mean, I don't have all day. We only have, you know, uh, an hour show here. What is wrong with the Cleveland Browns? Why Why would they even attempt to, and I get it. Look from their perspective. Hey, we want to see kind of some reps with him and whatnot. Why are you putting a bullseye? You know, he's going to be out for a while, but you know, more than likely it's going to be like a year long suspension. I, I don't know. I mean, I think that this is a PR nightmare. What do you think the number one story in America is going to be Saturday morning, Sunday morning, probably all into next week. Guess what I'm talking about midweek next week. Deshaun Watson took snaps. Deshaun Watson played a series. Deshaun Watson played a quarter and then woke up and was suspended. I I, I still, I've, I've thought all along 
that Deshaun Watson was going to get about eight to 10 games. I, I mentioned it here. I said, I can see him getting six because the NFL is weak. But he got a six. I, I'm now starting to believe it's eight to 10. I think they'll tack on another two to four. He may be suspended for the year. But could you imagine if Deshaun Watson is suspended for the year, yet plays snaps this week in just a day? I mean, that that's unheard of. It's absolutely bonkers to think that that could take place. Uh, a couple of other quarterback news and notes for preseason here. Frank Reich has said that Matt Ryan is going to play a full quarter in Saturday's preseason opener. Um, the Colts in the past have not treated the preseason this way. It's completely different um, how you look at what the Colts have done. They don't do things like this, and, and they are doing it. They, I guess they obviously want to see a 37-year-old Matt Ryan get reps in preseason game one. It doesn't make any sense to me. But that's something to pay attention to. Um, I'm not somebody that bets on preseason games often. I've talked about it numerous times. I don't bet on a lot. You might get me one game a year, maybe maybe in a crazy year two. It'll certainly not be week one. Absolutely not. Uh, but I do try to find those, those little advantages. And, and there can be little advantages here and there. I think the big problem that people make on betting on preseason games is they just bank on the quarterback. They bank on, well, there's, uh, this team's got two quarterbacks. This team, eh, Sometimes if they don't have anybody to throw to, it doesn't really matter, does it? Um, we're talking about quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. Uh, Mayfield has now started to pull away. We, we sort of knew that was going to happen. I mean, we knew that it is going to be a, a situation, right? We, we sort of knew all of a sudden, wow, oh, yeah. You know, Mayfield is just more talented. He's going to pull away. We, we absolutely saw the writing on the wall here. But there are people in the preseason that are going to perceive this as, well, Sam Donald's almost a starting quarterback, so he's going to start, and I, that's why I'm betting Cleveland. I, I mean, or, or Carolina. I hear that all the time. It's the same thing with Pittsburgh. They don't know who their starting quarterback is. Strabinsky, he's listed as one. Kenny Pickett's listed as three. Mason Rudolph has outplayed both of them, which is not to say that Mason Rudolph has played well. It's to say that Strabinsky and Pickett have not played well. So there are people that are going to go out there and bet preseason one and sit back and go, well, I got three starting quarterbacks. No, you don't. You, no, no, you don't have a starting quarterback at all. And Kenny Pickett playing with threes, if that is the case, Kenny Pickett playing with threes, how does it give you confidence in your bet? You know, the preseason games, and I've, I've mentioned this many times, I mentioned this last week, I think, preseason games are bet and bet by people that are going, you're betting on something that head coach, the guy that's in control, is doesn't really care if he wins or loses. <laughs> I mean, he really doesn't. We're sending you back to the future. Okay, all right. Bet, bet to, the, to future. the future. Okay, guys, bet to the future. We're talking about head coaches, right? So let's go look at some head coaches. Bet to the future. Well, Dan Campbell, who is now on hard knocks, he's moved from 16 to 1 to 12 to 1 to win coach of the year. Look, and, and this is coming from John Ewing, who does a great job from BetMGM. In Michigan, Campbell has received 73% of all of the votes. Absolutely stunning. That is bet to the future. Now, I had given a report about how much money was coming in on Dan Campbell, and I'm following this because apparently the, the Lions, before they were on TV, <laughs> before they were hard knocks all over the place, 
the Lions were kind of just uh, becoming that team that everybody was jumping on and everybody kind of just loved. And the Lions started to become the team that uh, was almost hard to to look away from because that's who you know, the Lions were at that point. And you look at a Lions team and you go, okay, I, I, see, I see the positives, but I knew, and this is one of the things you have to pay attention to in the preseason, I absolutely knew that when we sit back, we were going to get a boost from Hard Knocks. It just happens every year. So be careful about that. All right, over to a little bit about Major League Baseball. And one of the things I did say I wanted to talk about are some streaks. Look, the Yankees are streaking in the wrong direction. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles are streaking in the right direction. And you start to talk about streaks, and it's not only about wins and losses here. It's about against the spread, right? So you have to start to look overall about who's kind of covering, who's not covering, how are they doing. The Baltimore Orioles are not only streaking in the right direction, they are still not getting the credit that they deserve. They're still not getting it from the sports books. They are the best covering team on the run line so far this year. 72 and 38, hitting at 65.5%. So far this year, they are the best run line team in Major League Baseball. So, I, I mean, you know, you can be a good team or be on a good streak and still not get the credit. And the, the Baltimore Orioles are just not getting credit. They were home underdogs to the Toronto Blue Jays in back-to-back nights and beat them in back-to-back nights. Home underdogs to a team that, that they're basically tied within the standings within a game or two. And they're getting plus money at home. How about the New York Yankees? You know, the Yankees are on the other way. The Yankees are going the, the, the wrong way here. The New York Yankees, obviously... Have had a great season, right? I mean, obviously, they've had a great year. Oh, that's fantastic. But the reality is, guys, that the Yankees are still being vastly overvalued. Vastly overvalued. The New York Yankees went to Seattle um, with Seattle's ace on the mound in Luis Castillo. And I, I know it was Garrett Cole on the mound, but Seattle's ace on the mound in Luis Castillo, who's right now in a, in a streak that's much better than Garrett Cole. Overall, the season numbers aren't that far off. And the Yankees were favored. I, I know that was bad base running. It was one of the best games of the season in the middle of the week. Um, you know, may, many, many extra inning games and, and extra innings and going into it. But it doesn't matter. It just shows you the market. The Yankees are reeling. The Yankees are under 500 since the All-Star break, right? The Yankees can't hit their way out of a paper bag right now. That At the time of this recording, the Yankees are something like three for 40 with runners in scoring position. I mean, it's, it's absolutely terrible. And their pitching doesn't look very good. I mean, there's a lot going wrong with the New York Yankees. A lot going wrong with the Yankees. And you look at the New York Yankees and you go, all right, you know, I don't care if you're a Yankee fan or not. Are they getting value? And it's all about the value. The Baltimore Orioles are still giving you value. The Baltimore Orioles, no matter what is going on and how strong they are and how they're pushing up and, and how this team is, uh, you know, well over 500 and they're in a playoff spot or battling for a playoff spot, whatever it might be, they're getting no value back. The Yankees are reeling. The Yankees look bad. The Yankees are, are you know, losing game after game, it seems, spiraling downhill since the All-Star break, since even before the All-Star break. They got bullpen problems. They have back end of the rotation problems. They have uh, back end of the lineup problems. But they're favored and heavily favored every single night. You know, you can't, you can't say that the Dodgers and Astros should not be favored. They're going to be favored heavily every night. I get that. Um, so I'm not talking about those teams. I'm talking about teams that are streaking in the right or wrong direction, and the market isn't adjusting. Why? Because in Major League Baseball, and we talk about this all the time, the market does not adjust. 
It takes a very long time. I tell the story all the time that when Zach Granke was with Kansas City, I rode him for uh, like 10 or 12 of his first games. And I, I never, I was never more than like a minus 105, minus 110. It was, he was an underdog almost all the time. And he won almost every game. Baldo Jimenez did the same thing in Colorado. There was a stretch there that he did the same thing. Dylan Cease. I talk about Dylan Cease every single week. Every week on my show, Wanna Bet, I talk about Dylan Cease. He's now gotten 14 straight starts uh, you know, where he sat back and he's allowed two runs or less or one run or less. 14 straight starts. Guess what? Still got him only minus 165 last start. Two starts ago, minus 170. I, I mean, he's just not getting the credit. So some of these teams are just not getting uh, sort of, I, I don't know if you want to call it credit, just sort of the, the, the correct value. Arizona Diamondbacks, for example. The Arizona Diamondbacks, where we take a look at this, they're three games over 500 at home. Still underdogs at home. People don't realize, oh, oh, they're a much, much, much better home team than they are a road team. A team like the San Diego Padres, everybody wants to believe in them. They continue to spiral downhill. It doesn't matter if they got Soto or not. They can't beat the better teams. They can't beat the good teams. They can't get to that next level. Yet they're favored every single night. Favorite, favorite, favorite every single night. It seems like they're favored. You know, the Cincinnati Reds got off to such a poor start. And I know that they're not a good team, but the Reds at times are a tough team. And the Reds, uh, you know what? They could score some runs. You know, they could score some runs. Just think about it like this. Just in the National League, the Reds have into the 470s for runs. Pittsburgh, barely at 400. Miami, barely over 400. Washington into the 420s. Arizona's into the 460s. You look at the last place teams. Oakland hasn't hit 400. Detroit hasn't hit 400. Kansas City hasn't hit 400. Or barely over 400, I should say. The Angels are barely over 400. They, they score more runs than all those teams. So, you know, overs with Cincinnati makes a little bit of sense. How about the Cubs? The Cubs, you think the Wrigley effect? Ah, oh, they're playing at Wrigley. It's at home. Cubs are 11 games under 500 at home, guys. So there, there are certain spots here where teams are hot, teams are cold, teams are, are not playing in that spot. Uh, look, the Philadelphia Phillies, with Nola and Wheeler on the mound, should be minus 250 or more every night. Just in the past week, I was able to get Aaron Nola at about 185, and I was able to get Zach Wheeler 2-1. to one. And, and they, 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 at the time, they were, had won five, six, seven games in a row, and they were like 9-1 over the last 10, but the market doesn't adjust. The New York Mets are just clobbering the ball right now. Absolutely clobbering the ball offensively. People still betting unders. People still betting unders. The New York Mets have the third most runs scored in baseball. People still betting the unders. Why? Well, I get it. The Mets are a good, a good pitching team. You know, just uh, on Wednesday, they had Taiwan Walker on the mound. You go, okay, Taiwan Walker's on the mound. You, you look at them and you go, ah, well, you know, it might, might be an under. You know, the, the number was set at eight. The Mets scored 10. The Mets had like six runs in the first three innings. So the market takes a while to adjust. And, and as the market takes some time to adjust, we have to go out there and adjust. So, you know, you have to look at this. You have to say, okay, there are going to be some certain teams I'm going to play on and play off of. I think the Yankees eventually turn this thing around. I, I do. I think the Yankees are just... In a bad way right now, facing really good teams, teams that have put a not just a giant target on the Yankees back, or they did with 70 wins off to their great start. But they do have a slew of games coming up. Look, I'm not going to say go out there and bet on them against Boston 
or Tampa, but you know, then you got Toronto, then you got New York, but you do have at the end of this month, four against Oakland, four against the Angels. Um, later on into September, they got a, a six-game set against Boston and Pittsburgh at home. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees are going to turn this thing around, but you're never going to get value on the Yankees turning it around. Nobody's ever going to give you value on the Yankees this year because they got out there with such a hot start. They were so good for so long. They're not going to get any value. But a team like the Orioles that are streaking in the right way, that are beating teams nightly, and the, the underdogs seemingly nightly, yeah, they're going to give you some value. The Orioles are just crushing teams. Underdog to Toronto. Underdog at home to Toronto. Over and over. And they're beating teams. And they, they still have... You know, this upcoming week, three against Tampa in Tampa, three against Toronto in Toronto. They'll be underdogs in like four of those six games, maybe maybe all six. They may be underdogs in all six of those games. The only thing is that Tampa Bay, you know, they often throw uh, throw some openers, but they're not. Look, this week, Kluber, Watkins, Tampa Bay's the favorite. McClanahan, Lyles, Tampa Bay's the favorite. Rasmussen, Brandish, Tampa Bay's the favorite. Manoa, Kramer, Toronto's the favorite. Berrios Voth, Toronto's the favorite. White Watkins, Toronto's the favorite. They will be favor- They will be underdogs in six straight games starting from Friday to Wednesday. They will be the underdogs in six straight games, guys. You, you think they're going 0-6? I mean, if you pull 3-3, three and three, you're making money on Baltimore. I, I, I'm just keep, I just keep pounding them. Give me the, give me the Orioles every night. That, that was my feeling. Give me the Orioles every single night. And that's how I'm playing it. I like to play these streaks. I love it. Give me the streaks. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. Look, a lot to go on next week when we come back. Oh, yeah, we're going to be talking about what is the outcome of week one in the preseason. Be looking at week two as well as Major League Baseball, any college football news and notes as well. All that and more next week. I'm Tom Barton for Wagering Week. We'll be back, and you can bet on that. This has been a presentation of the Sports Garden Network. To be part of the show, call 1-855-4-GARTEN. That's 1-855-442-7386. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Garden. That's G-A-R-T-E-N. Get all your credible sports intelligence 24 hours a day by visiting us at sportsgarden.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.